After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Deuce and mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo, the pocket that you know. Welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. I think you heard the sigh right before we started. That's a perfect description of tonight. Right? You, you would have like crucified me. Oh, here we go. We've all seen it. No, no, we're not doing this tonight. A king's loss. It was ugly. The kings got absolutely punked on their home floor before they embark on the longest road trip of the season, a seven-game road trip. They're at home tonight taking on the Raptors team that's kind of struggling. Trade rumors abound. They're not playing their best basketball, but tonight the Raptors came in and looked like the team that won the NBA Finals a few years back with Kawhi Leonard. They come to Sacramento and dominate. They beat the Kings 113-95, only the second time this season the Kings have been held under 100 points, and it happened on the home floor. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan. Hi, Mo. Tough recap. It was. Yeah. That, that, um, you know, one of those just really frustrating games, right? Just from every standpoint, and we'll go over every single angle that there was to talk about that was frustrating enough. And you also have to understand that these nights are absolutely going to happen. I think sometimes people get worried when that statement is said. (laughs) One, it's triggering as a Kings fan because it's like, no, 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 don't go backwards. But two... It's you don't want to make an excuse for a night like this, right? Um, it's the NBA. These are all humans. It's going to happen. But just how we talk about how they win sometimes and why it makes it better, how they lost this one and why it makes it worse is what we're going to go over. Yeah, there was not much good at all Mm-mm. in this game. I actually will have one good thing to say about the team by the end of this podcast tonight. I'm stunned. This Raptors team came into this game 21 and 27. Offensively, not really able to do a ton this year. Near the bottom in field goal percentage and three-point percentage. But they get after it defensively. They're long and they have length. And the biggest thing that jumps out to you tonight is simply another game in which there were turnover issues. And the main culprit for the second consecutive game was Damanis Sabonis. He had nine turnovers. This guy has a chance to be an all-star starter. He's amazing. Yes, we know, we know, we know. I feel like if I ever criticize, it's going to come across like I'm hating on the guy. But the reality is he has not been great the last couple of games. No. And tonight was a great example of this. And I think watching him now, we have a bigger sample size with him as a king, right? It's been almost a year since he's been on this squad. When he gets frustrated, 
when a team is physical with him, and those Raptors are one of the more physical teams out there. Teams complain about them a lot with the physicality. Yeah. They hammer you. They send bodies at you. They're going to front you. They're going to knock you around. When that stuff happens, it takes Sabonis completely out of his game. And he was absolutely out of rhythm tonight. It doesn't matter what team it is. That should be your game plan. Um, If you're any team in the NBA going up against the Sacramento Kings, if you have the ability to do that and to frustrate a player. And you mentioned this to me. You said he loves to be physical, but hates when that physicality is approached the same way on him. Absolutely. I mean, but here's my only challenge for him as a player, as a 26-year-old player, is to find a way to mentally overcome that, right? When people are trying to get in your head with their physicality, with the way that they're trying to push you around. It ain't easy, so I'm not going to sit here and act like, you got to do that. I'm. It's just the criticism and something I am analyzing about his game that I've noticed when he plays at his worst is when he some other people, other teams are getting into his head. In last game, he had a triple-double. He had a triple, wait, that was last game, right? Yeah, he had a triple-double, and it still just didn't feel like it, right? It just didn't feel like well, his best he, game. Well, because he had, like, eight turnovers in right. that game, right? It wasn't his best game. And, you know, you, you can talk about stuff. You could acknowledge what he's done well while also going, yeah, he's got to clean that stuff up. You're the best guy on the team. You can't have a game where you have nine turnovers <sighs> in a game, and some of them... Give the Raptors credit. They do such a great job at just with their length. They're bugging him. They cut off angles well because of their they're so long. Absolutely. The Kings were clearly rattled a few times by a matchup zone mm-hmm. that got him out of whack. But then he had one plat pass where he's got the ball and he's trying to get to Mitchell. And everyone's watching him with the ball like he wants to get it to him. And for some reason, there was a miscommunication. Maybe Mitchell was supposed to go a different way. I don't know. Whatever it was, Sabonis still passed the ball turnover. And you're going. What are you doing? Just not locked uh, in. No, and Fox had some really bad ones too. He didn't have nine. He had four, but he had a couple of costly ones in the fourth quarter when they kind of closed the gap. Yeah, two of your guys not being able to respond after um, some runs, after some bigger moments for their entire team. It's not, we we don't see this often or you see someone else step up on this squad. So that's what makes it very disappointing, I guess, when you look at this loss for the Kings. But it's also disappointing when both of your guys um, that are supposed to be the leaders, that are supposed to, one or another, is supposed to be there when things are down. They weren't there. And it's frustrating because... I know it's not the biggest game in the whole world, but at the same time, these are the ones that really matter where you go, gosh, you can get it done. You can get the win over this team. And you're about to hit a seven game road trip. Shit's just about to get harder. And I thought the half, I'm like, look, they've got turnovers, but they're in the game right now. They'll be fine if they could just take care of business. The the Raptors at the half had 14 more shot attempts and the Kings were down eight. Okay. All right, cleaning up, maybe some adjustments. But I feel like the Raptors came out and they're like, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to keep this going. We're going to keep playing with this level of physicality because we know it has them rattled. And it clearly got them rattled tonight. And this could be a, a nice turning point for the Kings because I can't wait for them to go back and watch this game and see these type of mistakes, see how teams can try to get them out of stuff. Now, not every team's built like the Raptors with a whole bunch of guys that are like 6'7", 6'6", 6'8", with seven what, like 7-12 wingspan? I believe I it's 7-12, yeah, yeah. correct. You're not going to face that every single night in the NBA, but what you will do is you will see teams be more aggressive with their double teams on Sabonis, know how to play him with uh, with physicality. Even after the game, I thought it was interesting, Fred Van Vliet had this quote, Morgan, talking about the Kings. He said, they're one of the top teams in the league this year, and they've been playing really well, so we were pretty up for this one. Mm, so They looked up. Teams are getting to the point now where, yeah, yeah, we notice. We, we see all the stuff on social media about the beam being lit. Oh, a tough place to play. The Raptors sucked the life out of that building yes. tonight. It was dead because the Kings had 50 points at the half. 
couldn't hear much on the broadcast, right? But at the same time, you look at a quote like that from a player, and in some ways, sure, it's a compliment because it, it shows that you're gaining the respect from so many other teams. But this is my biggest worry that I kept talking about in the in the start of this season. I go, teams look different in the second half of the season. They yeah. figure out things. They have different game tape on different teams, um, on different individuals. T some teams are different because of injuries. J.E. Skeets on our show today was talking about how the Kings have been relatively healthy, one of the healthier teams in the NBA, knock on wood. And all those things help other teams to understand, oh, this is their identity. This is who they are. This is what we need to do to at least slow this down. And the Raptors, give them credit because they did a great job, especially defensively, being physical, staying aggressive, and really bringing that intensity. Well, Mike Brown, what did you see tonight? What happened? They just flat out kicked our ass. Oh. Simple. Um, their length, their athleticism, their switchability, their ball pressure, uh, their physicality uh, sped us up. And uh, we didn't do a great job of handling that at all. Um, you know, we always talk about uh, winning the possession game, and we weren't even close. Uh, they kicked our behind on glass, turnover area. You know, it's it's hard to to beat a team when a team gets up uh, 24, 25 more shots than than you do. Uh, but you know, like I say, you. You give them credit. They killed us in the pain after the first quarter. You give them a lot of credit. Precious Achua, we couldn't keep, we couldn't stay in front of him. He drove by us when he wanted. Uh, Chris Boucher came off the bench and really hurt us in the first half in the paint. He hit a couple of threes too, but uh, their bench was good. They played eight guys. Two of the guys uh, off the bench did a fantastic job for them. Yeah, those two guys he mentioned, Achua had 19 points, Morgan, five rebounds in 28 minutes. He did on 9 of 12 shooting, and he really got going. There's one play that I I, I felt like the the vomit guy from last year. I, I Vomit, man? Yeah, I got a little sick. I felt a little sick when Metu just allowed him a straight-line drive to the basket. I mean, Metu's playing on a leg and a half, huh? Okay. You know what? I didn't think about, I, to be honest, did not think about that, but he still, he was good enough to play. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I mean, he was, 100%, he, he was clear today. 100%. 100%. And that's why whenever anyone's cleared after being sick or after an injury, you go, okay, well then they can play at a hundred percent. That's not always the case. Some guys just want to get in there and play. We've, whether it was a leg and a half for Metu or not, we've seen this yes. type of defense for Metu, yes. And Boucher, man, I, you, you talk about 16 points on 7 of 11 shooting, knocked down a couple of threes, a guy who has not shot the ball well from three at all, mm. but he got some good looks, knocked him down. I thought his his presence as a shot blocker was big. He had a couple of nice blocks inside. Yeah. I think two on Metu dunk attempts, but then he also came out, Trey Lyles had a chance, it was at a 17-point game, Lyles launches a three to try to get it to 14, and it was a brilliant contest and rejection by Chris Boucher. Dude is long, 7'4 wingspan. That's, I was like, he's really long, 7'4 yeah. wingspan. Yeah, that length is going to disrupt so many different things. Uh, the other thing that you and I were talking about before we came on, I was like, it's got to mess up a guy's like precision on a pass right when you're even if you're like faking a pass to make a pass and you're doing that against your average nba team that you're used to passing that ball against when you're playing a lengthier team a team with guys with seven four wingspans or like deuce was saying yeah. before seven twelve wingspans That's something like that yeah. yeah yeah it's you have to make another adjustment and the Kings didn't seem locked in enough to make that adjustment on the fly for themselves. Or, um, even if they were told like, Hey, you got to fake before you make this pass. It just, nothing seemed to really be clicking, um, together tonight, just on a, on a, a nice, clean, smooth level for the Kings. It just was not there. They had 19 turnovers. It turned into 17 points. And, and, you know, obviously that could have been far worse mm -hmm. from a points perspective. But when you turn the ball over, breaking news, that means you don't get a shot off. And, and Mike Brown was talking about the shot attempts. I said the disparity was 14 at the half. At the end of the game, the Raptors take 
97 shots. The Kings had 73, a season low in points, 95. That's not a recipe for winning basketball after the game. Mike Brown was asked about Sabonis because Sabonis last two games. He had nine turnovers tonight, eight the last game. What's going on? Are you concerned about Sabonis and the turnovers? Uh, you know, you hope it's one of those stretches, but the reality of it is you know, they, they've gotten up in him and they've pressured him. And when he puts it on the floor, they're shrinking. And so and what he has to do, and we talked about it in there, what he has to do, he just got to make the simple pass. He may have to get the uh, – this is funny because it's Toronto, I guess, and it's hockey. But he may have to get the hockey assist instead of the assist mm. um, because of the pressure that he's facing, because of the defense's ability, the defense shrinking the floor and making it tough on him. Uh, and then, you know, <clears throat> in the post tonight, they did a great job of mixing up some double teams and not mixing up some double teams, which uh, caused not only confusion for him, from him, but confusion from uh, the rest of our guys tonight too. But uh, it's more so just making all of us, it's more so just making a simple pass, not getting too deep. Yeah, you just mentioned that a second ago, making the simple pass. But the one thing I would say too is like, this can't be the first time Sabonis has faced coverages like this in the NBA. It's not like he's a rookie in the NBA. No. He's just got to be better. And some of it, too, is his teammates have to work better in dealing with that type of pressure, too. There can't be standing around, right? They're sending different looks, so you can't just stand around. You have to make the right pass. There were too many times, especially, that they were trying to go for the home run, which they, they have a tendency to do this year where, oh, my God, we're, we're in a desperate spot. We got to just force it in there. It's like, no. Just work it around. Mm -hmm. Let's get some good looks. I think uh, a few things about that. Yeah. You look at that first pass from Sabonis to start the second half, and it was to Keegan Murray on, you could call it a backdoor, right? He forced it in there. It was beautiful. Barely got there, but it got there, right? And Keegan Murray gets the easy two. And I remember even seeing that pass, and I was like, you're not going to get that all game long, right? And that's exactly what started to happen. And then going off of Mike Brown and what he was talking about with the um, more of a hockey pass, Sabonis is good enough to start the offense. And he doesn't have to finish the offense. He doesn't have to be the finisher with the assists, with the big play, with the big move. He alone causes so much attention that his movement in his first pass could lead to the second better pass. Um, I think the trust wasn't there for that. I think, like you said, it was just the mindset of, holy shit, we're down. We got to find a way to come back up out of this one. And when you're playing like that, you're going to play out of rhythm. You're going to play out of your game. One tweak that we saw from Mike Brown tonight, you know, Chemezi Metu ends up playing in this game after we're thinking, oh, no, this could be a bad injury. He ends up playing. He brought him in. Usually he brings him in for Sabonis this year. He brought him in to play with Sabonis mm -hmm. tonight. And I think it was like a thing. They're looking at him. Hey, he's one of our better athletes. He's got a little more length. Maybe he could match up better against this Raptors team. I'm not sure. I just haven't seen that lineup before. Yeah. We haven't seen Metsu at the four a ton this year. That was stuff we saw last year. He's been more productive at the five when he's been in there. I just think, I just look at the backup big spot again, and it, we've talked about it all year long. Uh, the more I watch, I'm like, you know who the Kings need? Someone like Precious Achua, who can step out and hit a three. He's going to attack, get after the glass. You need some nasty off the bench. You know, people talk about the Kings don't have any dogs. I do think they've got some dogs. I think Sabonis is a bit of a dog. I think... Davion has that in I him, too. Aaron's even picked yeah, up that energy. But you need another enforcer big. Sure. Like, Chemeze, although he's got, like, decent, like, si I feel like he's still an undersized big. Like, I don't I don't look at him as someone's going to go in there with brute force and go attack the glass and That's go get a rebound on a consistent yeah. basis. Like, And I, I think too many times defensively, there are far too many mistakes from him. It's That's where we're talking about as we're just two weeks away now almost from the NBA trade deadline. We talked to Sam Amick today on our show on Zachtown Sports. He goes, I expect some fireworks, but it's probably going to be the week of the trade deadline. As we get closer, I'm like, all right, who's that guy? Who's going to come in there and not going to be afraid to mix it up a little bit? Go after a rebound. Tonight, you saw it. The Kings did not do great on the glass, and they were out-rebounded by the Raptors, 41-34. to 34. Sabonis' double-double streak is over. 
He only had eight rebounds. By the way, Sabonis on the night, nine points, eight rebounds, four assists, nine turnovers in this game. Kings second chance points. It was 18 to two tonight in favor of the Raptors who had 11 offensive rebounds, Morgan. And that's where teams kill them. Yep. That's where teams kill the Kings. Points in the paint, 58. Yeah. And well, and early on, I forget how early on it was at the first half that they had 20 something points in the paint. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a shit show. I didn't even know what, wherever that was, it was far too early. Right. Um, We saw that with the Lakers a couple games ago where it was like 24 first quarter uh, points in the paint, but then the response was there tonight. You didn't have that response. You didn't have that that energy kick in to be like, we got to stop this team. So not only was that not there, but the Raptors were also doing a good job of executing their game plan. They look like a team that has experience, um, big games and big moments, even without, you know, certain aspects of their team at times, and they still know how to get things done. They're a a well-coached team, um, with a, I mean, it's, I can't even say a good culture, not this season, but no, this season it's like, if been, anything, they're messy, right? We, when we talked to, we talked to J.E. Skeets today from No Dunks, and he's obviously a big Raptors fan. He was talking to us about how weird of a year it's been for them. Like, yeah. Van Vliet's missed time. OG misses a lot of time. Siakam's missed some time. some weird stuff. The other thing I looked up today, they've had 14 games this season where they've lost a game by four or fewer points. Wow. Just a lot of close games. And they've lost a lot of them. Because you look at this team on paper, you go, Barnes, OG, Siakam, Trent Jr., Van Vliet, with Boucher and Achua off the bench. Hernan Gomez got in there too. Little Bo uh, Cruz. But you go, that's that's a solid team. Yeah. They're 22 and 27 now. And they're kind of scuffling, trying to make the play in. I'm curious what they do at the deadline. But if, like, Precious is available, I, 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 if I'm on that's a guy. Boucher's intriguing with his length. He makes a little more, making 11, 10 million a year it, for the next couple of years. It just but. depends on what they're going to do at the trade deadline. And talking about, like you said, with talking about that with uh, J.E. Skeets today, you don't want to mess with Masai. And yeah, that's don't, true. I don't want to just you're right. going I, I take to it back. Try and grab everything from you. And he's going to be like, I would like also that light beam on the top of your arena with this yes. deal. And I'm not giving up the beam. You can't take it, Masai. Um I, I think the one thing that the Kings need to realize at as a team tonight. And, mm-hmm. you know, Monty just got the extension to he's not ignorant. They're watching the games, but from a player perspective. We talked about last game, like just matching the physicality of teams. Yeah. Right? Celtics, a lot of the Eastern Conference teams we were talking about now, like Celtics, Bucks, some of the better defensive squads. Yeah. The Raptors who have defensive potential, maybe not living up to it totally, but they're what, like 12th in defensive rating? Yeah. You have to embrace this. In the playoffs, you're going to get punched. But this is the thing, dudes. These teams have, even if they've changed throughout the years, they still have cores that have played postseason basketball, yeah. that have that experience. And the only way to understand what that's like or to get there is to for your team to have that experience. Having Harrison Barnes on the team with that experience, it's like not going to cut it, right? Like you have to actually understand. Jason Tatum last year, we got to see him experience um, Steph Curry's conditioning and how if he wants to be a champ that's the type of conditioning he's going to need to have right you just you learn something new and you can elevate your game as an individual and as a team to the next level and for the sacramento kings that's why whenever we do talk about playing you just really hope that it's playoffs for them right away and not playing because that's where things can get tough with teams that have that type of experience (sighs) Teams like this, Herb. And I I think the other thing we need to talk about, too, with this team, and it's something we have mentioned. What? Some of these losses at home now, and I'm looking at basketball reference. Okay. 125, 111 to Washington in December. Annoying. That's a bad loss at Mm -hmm. home. That's You don't get your ass kicked like that on the home floor. 
Um, losing to the Lakers in the fashion they did by two was not good. You lost to the Hornets. That's a bad home loss. You shouldn't lose to games like that. Like, we now we're sensing a theme. That game against the Hawks, that was another ugly home loss, mm-hmm. even though it was close. So now we are up to four or five, including tonight. They've got to be better on the home floor, Morgan. It's it's 16 and 11 is not good enough, especially losing games away. Like the way they lost tonight. You know what I like about this conversation, though? What? Is that our expectations of this team that hasn't had this type of reputation for 16 years now um, is expected to do that much better against those teams. And now... After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's not just about the other team and what their record is. It's about how these kings are losing those games. You just went over those five right there, and we go, oh, I remember how that one ended. Oh, I remember how that one started. Ooh, they didn't respond in this one. And then tonight against the Raptors, we'll remember this as one of the ugliest games at Golden 1 Center this season for the Sacramento Kings. And I think... If you're the Kings, you just have to do better with responding on your home floor and not just like right after the game, but truly consistently, right? A few of those games a month or so ago, I still want, you know, a month later that response to be there. The other thing I was thinking about tonight with someone like Sabonis, we've talked about before how, like, how good of a leader he is and how he encourages guys, holds guys accountable. I saw him coaching up Davion at one point tonight. You, you need, like, someone on the team to help him through this, right? I think they look to him so much to, like, be the guiding light. Yeah. But sometimes that guy's not going to have it. And you got to encourage him. Hey, lock in, man. You got this. Let's let's turn this shit around. And I feel like someone like so Malik fl- Monk can be that. Dude, I feel like he was so flustered. Yeah. So flustered. And yeah. we've seen it. When he it's misses a couple of shots inside, and it's a classic Sabonis where – he misses a shot inside and you know, falls to the ground looking like, I got fouled. Like, and you just got blocked. There was some contact. I don't know if you got fouled. And I love the You know, he's. I know. I say he's a top five for a king. I know. I'm just telling you, there's times you're going. And there's times and, he's getting. He, obviously, there's going to be a lot of physical contact. Yeah. And there's so many games that he does fight through it. And you're just like, hell yeah. But the games that he doesn't and he's taken out of it. It's noticeable on his body language, and it's noticeable in his game. Shout out to all the people watching us live Hell right now yeah. on YouTube. They're rolling through the hardcore of hardcore here tonight with Deuce and Mo. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe. The thumbs up, all that does, helps our channel grow. So more people see what we do each and every time we're on the Deuce and Mo channel. Hit the subscribe so we get closer to 10,000. Let's get to some of the comments and the poll question tonight. Are you concerned with how the Kings lost tonight? The options, yes, they got punked. No, watch the tape and learn from it. Or a little concerning, tonight, 44% of people said, yes, they got punked. 36% say, no, watch the tape and learn from it. And 19% say, a little concerning. So, uh, kind of all over the place tonight. Mixed I, mixed emotions from I'm the fans. I'm definitely the no, watch the tape, learn from it. Because they seem like a team yeah. that knows how to learn from their mistakes. But, hey, from some of these home losses, they're not, they're just, they're not learning enough. Mm. Not KJ, JK says uh, the, the Kings have some, like, feisty players, but they're not dogs. Dogs don't retune, retune. 
Dogs what? don't. Routinely. Re- why can't I say that? Where's routinely? The... Oh, dude, that's I can't. That, I didn't even see the Lauren, word. I can't. That's see not the word. good. That's not good. That's oh. not good. I'm losing my mind because we're doing no, too no, many no, too no, much. No, because then see, routinely that's... is what I was saying. That's bad. Routinely. Yeah. That's, ba- I, that's I bad. I couldn't see that. And now I see because the mouse. Is you know what's it. good though? What? I, I noticed it right away. Yeah. I knew it didn't sound right. No, but that's, I. Do you know I did that today too? Uh, yeah and i was like okay i gotta have a sharp brain okay okay, okay. yeah yeah because it's, it's quality not quantity of yeah, work yeah, yeah. we're doing let's, it's quality work yeah, let's pretend it didn't happen okay guys Delete. everyone oh this we, is we live forgot, right Shit. anyway he says they re- routinely get cooked defensively with little to no improvement at game after game they've had some stretches where they did get better but uh yeah i mean I think there's so many breakdowns. I Someone in the chat was saying they need like a Reggie Evans. I think Lee was saying that Reggie yeah. Evans type player. Yeah. Where you go, Reggie Evans doesn't really have much offense, right? I think of like Reggie Evans, Quincy AC, those types. Here's what I would say. Yeah, Chemezi Metu might provide more offense than some of those guys that just go out there and are dogs and get after and get rebounds. But like, I, I think this team needs more of that type of skill set than they need a guy that maybe could you do guys, something offensively every, for every once in a while. Every team could use that, though. You know, so it's not to say, like, I mean, every team that doesn't have that player could use that player. I think that player is valuable to any roster. And um, when you look at the Sacramento Kings team, it's not like they're a whole bunch of wimps or anything no, either. No. It's just a different type of dog mentality. And sure, would love to find that addition. Okay, so the Kings tonight end up shooting just under 48%. They shot 40% from three, 92% from the line. But the shot attempts were not good. Held to under 95 points. The bench did not give them much at all in this game tonight. Tough loss. And now they hit the road for a seven-game road trip. Morgan, Charlie says, I'm just disappointed with how we played. It's not like we were playing the second half of back-to-back. We needed way more effort. Agreed. No, it, and I it's I don't even know if it was necessarily effort. It was more like they were getting punked by a team and couldn't push through it or something, right? Yeah. And so if you want to call that effort, if you want to call that energy, if you want to just call that a shitty night for a basketball team, what, however you want to describe it, yes, it just wasn't there for them, and that's frustrating for, I'm sure, them and for all of us watching. Hector says they need a P.J. Tucker. Sack Kings fan says, I don't know, Robert Covington, Plumley, and Boogie. Okay, Boogie's not helping defensively, my man. That's no. not going to happen. No. Uh, Nick says the Kings had to have been hung over for that game. I don't know what that was. Rashawn Holmes needs some more, man. Sabonis and Metu were dumpster fires all night. Yeah, I was surprised Rashawn didn't get more run. He just played that three minutes. And in that three minutes, he had, what, four points or something? Yeah. I mean, he did have no rebounds. But no, but it was three I minutes. Needed, he needs a longer leash. Uh, Rashawn needs a longer leash. I, and agree. I don't know. And there's a couple times where, hey, he was defending vertical, stayed with, put his chest up, his, made sure he wasn't fouling. His two of those four points was a little pick and roll act, yeah. pick and pop, or, you know, like his push shot. And yeah, it was the push great. shot. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. One other thing I wanted to say, too, about this game. Do you think players sometimes are going, look, we're going on a seven-game road trip. They're my-, And I'm not saying it, it should be. I'm just asking, and I'm not acting like you should know because you're not an NBA player, but I'm curious if anyone out there mm. would think that, like, the mindset, it's like, about to hit the road for a long-ass road trip. I mean, trip. I would hope not. I mean, that's... And maybe you naturally start thinking ahead of that. That's what I'm saying, naturally. I'm not acting like this team just thinks ahead. I'm just saying naturally as a human being. Uh, We did not see Terrence Davis tonight. He's completely out of the rotation right now. P.J. Dozier, who's on a 10-day contract, we did not see. Neither We didn't see KZ Akpala either. Of course, no Delhi or Land. But, you know, I'm thinking about, like, teams with length. I'm going, I don't know. Could you have used KZ tonight? I mean, P.J. Dozier, uh, you do have him on his second 10-day contract. What have you, are you keeping him? Like, how do you know what he can do if you don't play him at all? Practice isn't enough. It's not enough to know. That's that's the tough part. Yeah. And and maybe it is enough, though. And maybe they're like, yeah, this isn't what we need to go with. Well, the road trip coming up, the Kings don't play a home game until February 10th. And that's uh, against the Dallas Mavericks, which will be interesting. Uh, but this road trip coming up, Morgan, Reagan, uh-huh. here we go. It's a long one, okay? They're going to be on the road for a minute. They're on the road starting Saturday in Minnesota. They don't get back 
until the night of February 8th. What, Morgan? We're not oh. on the screen. Oh, sorry. We're, 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 we're not even my bad, my bad. here. Thank you. So, yeah, it's going to be a minute until they're at home. But looking at this road trip, it's a seven-game road trip. Yeah. The longest of the season. They play two games in a row against Minnesota. Sabonis' so career numbers against Gobert, not great. Mm. Another guy with, obviously, really good length. The one thing Minnesota can do is they have the ability to put things together defensively. Yeah. But they've been kind of a mess. But this road trip, although long, you're in a couple of spots for a long period of time. So they play Minnesota Saturday and Monday. That's right. a lot. You're not playing a back-to-back. Nope. Then they have a day off. They go and play the Spurs. Then you've got a couple of days off or a day off. And then Friday you play the Pacers. Sunday at New Orleans. And then you play Monday and Wednesday at Houston back-to-back games. And then you so, come home. For Dallas. But my point is... You look at this situation, Morgan. It's a long road trip. It's spread out. And San Antonio is not a good team. Mm-hmm. The Pacers are without Tyrese Halliburton right now. Houston is not a good team. New Orleans just got Ingram back tonight, but they lost. None of these things really matter to me. Okay. No, no, no. And and when I say that, I, I'm, I'm with you. But now that we've seen the last couple of weeks from the Kings with some... Odd losses, some sure. Okay, but don't, wins. don't 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 start doing this. The Kings are twenty seven and twenty. They're still a good team. I'm not. Oh, I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that. Okay, my my point is, I'm not asking you to predict. My point is, I know you're not. There's some winnable games on this road trip. Absolutely. I mean, you could you could win. No, see, no. This is why this can't is I do the this? shit that I'm why talking can't about. I do this? No. Okay, chat. You ask, you can do it. Do I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll ask the chat. Back. I look at this where you played Minnesota twice, San Antonio, Indiana, New Orleans, Houston. Here's what I'm going to say right now. At minimum, you split the first two, the first two in Minnesota. So you get one in Minnesota. You're talking to them, not me. You get one in Minnesota, okay? You beat the Pacers. I'll say you lose to New Orleans, okay? Oh, sorry. The, you beat the Spurs. There's three, right? Did I do that right? Yeah, Minnesota, Spurs, Pacers. There's three wins. I see five wins on this road trip. Five and two. You beat Houston twice. You beat the Pacers. You beat the Spurs. You split Minnesota. And you lose to New Orleans. Five and two. That's a great trip. It's a great trip. That would be great. Okay. okay. That would be amazing. I know. I, I know. You make Often, it sound so simple. Our, that, we, we oh. shouldn't. I don't know why. what happened. Oh, what? because you're still in the double screen. No, but I hit the button and it didn't work. Oh. So uh, let's see here what people are saying. Put some respect on the King's name, Morgan, says CJ. Oh, stop, Jay Hardaway says five and two. JJ subs says three to four is the floor. Three and four is the floor. A lot of people saying five and two. Okay. Kevin says seven and oh. Think positive, Morgan. True Kings fan, Saboner, says seven and oh. Uh, Charlie says Gobert is going to be a pain in the neck mm-hmm. with how many boards he gets and the Kings struggle with his length. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a bonus struggle against his length. Before present, but you know, Minnesota's a little flawed too. They absolutely are, and that's why it's you guys, every single one of these teams that they're going up against, winnable teams. Okay. It's just when you're on such a long road trip, when it's spread out though, it's spread, spread out. out, it's spread out. I'm just, I'm just not naive to the fact of what these other teams know about the Sacramento Kings and are doing to prepare. For a team like the Sacramento Kings. Hey, Morgan, they go five and two. They come back 10 games above 500. That would be great, Deuce. With a matchup with Dallas for That would be great. It's, it really, this. Am I getting you a little bit excited for this road trip now? No. Or nervous? Nervous. Okay. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, and when I say I'm nervous, I'm not nervous because of tonight's game. I'm nervous because of the, the loss against the Sixers. Can I ask you what? what would be considered for you a bad road trip based Ooh. on the opponent's Minnesota twice. You got Houston twice. The Spurs, Pacers, and New Orleans. I know that's out of order. No, yeah, yeah. But Seven I would games. say I would say three and four would be unacceptable. Yeah. Okay. So it, they need to win at least four. All, exactly. Okay. I would take four and three. Okay. Yeah, I think someone else was saying that, and it's like, in yeah, and if it, yeah, if it's three and four, I'm definitely not happy with the road trip. Um, I think four and three is really realistic, and I think five and two is super optimistic yeah. and and 
they're a team that has shown that they can be a five and two team on this type of road trip. But I also think it's fair to not have that complete confidence in them absolutely yet right now. Taking a look at the NBA standings, Morgan, the Kings are still in the number three seed. Wow. I do want to say this. What? Because it's cool to see them in number three. Totally. I do think sometimes when we say that, people go, they're the third best team in the West. When the reality is it is really bunched up. Yeah. And normally you've got multiple, like, I want to look at the number three seed last year in the West, like how many wins number three got. Last year, number three in the West won 53 games. There's a chance there's one 50-win team in the West this year, maybe two. I mean, Golden State was the three seed at 53-29. and 29. <laughs> Memphis won 56 games last year, 64 for the number one seed Suns. The Kings are more likely, like, Look at this. Last year, 46 got you the seventh spot. 46 this year might get you home court advantage in the playoffs. My point is, this is more of a team that's like closer to like six or seven, eight in a normal yeah. year. This is That's what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. And that's, I mean, yeah, you have to sometimes looking at it from that perspective, you go back and you see, all right, what's the scale yeah. on this season? And Makes sense. So they're still in a great spot. It's cool that they're in this race to begin with. I think if we would have said before the season, hey, the Kings have a shot to actually be in the top six. I think most people, I mean, I think we were kind of on the same page. We're like, yeah, I think best case scenario playing, maybe there's a ch chance they get six. Well, now it's like, well, they could definitely get in the top six. So that's that's the plus. Yeah, I, I love I love having that mindset i have i love being able to look at this team and be like oh it's it's absolutely realistic um to feel that but you also have to be realistic yeah. about um a trade deadline coming up western conference teams yeah. figuring out how to adjust in the second half of the season after seeing what they're going up against it's you gotta you gotta factor in everything it'd be sure nice to avoid the plan that's what I just said. I can't. That's what, that's yep. what I started yep. this podcast with yep. saying, like seeing that they can play like that on their home floor after like being in a good rhythm. It was like, Oh, it's, it's scary when you're put into that. I said at the start of this podcast, I did have a positive. Tonight. Oh yeah. What was your positive? Keegan Murray. Oh, why? He just looks more and more comfortable out there. And I, he even tried to get him back in it. Later in the game, he had a couple of shots that cut the gap. I think they got it to 12 at one point in the fourth quarter. Um, it's knocking down a shot. He is shooting it with confidence. He's coming off these dribble handoffs with some bonus, and he's coming off ready to fire. And it's something that you see him working on before games. Mm -hmm. Every single game. And now you're seeing him implement the game. And, it, I mean, it's he's coming off these screens faster. He's coming off the dribble handoffs faster and ready to shoot. The release is quick. He's not hesitating like he was before. And then another play he had tonight early where he's off the dribble finishing, I think it was over Siakam with the left hand. Okay. And he went strong. And you remember early in the season, he was fading away. Fading or this it'd time, be like high off the glass. This time he was being creative. Like he was into the contact, but kind of, he saw the length come over. So he readjusted it and finished with Stayed the left hand. squared. The body control was there. Yes. yes. Uh, he's been really good. And tonight he had um, 16 points, six of 10 shooting, four of seven from three, Dude. four assists for Keegan Murray, which was good. Um, the three rebounds, not great tonight. I did think he was making an effort to go after boards, but that's a part of his game that he's going to have to be more consistent on as it goes on, as you know, he, he gets more experience in the NBA. That small adjustment that you're talking about, even with the way that he was accepting the contact going through it, whatever it's, Great that you're seeing your rookie player make that at this point in the season, right? That's sometimes usually um, for such a young player, like, okay, he needs to work on in the off season, but you're just seeing him grow game by game, really soak in the knowledge that is being um, given to him, not only by the coaching staff, but by his minutes on the floor and his mm -hmm. teammates, you know, telling him things. Yeah. And I, I just, I'm seeing growth from him. I think he's going to be a player. I think he's going to be a really nice player in the NBA, his size. And to, to, to be able to just catch and shoot, and he's doing it quick. It's a quick release. 
He's not hesitating. He's shooting it with confidence. You just see that growth from him. I love I get it. more and more excited, especially as the season goes on. If you've got another weapon, that gets, gets scary, especially if he's going and attacking the basket, getting in the mid-range. He's making some good passes. That's super encouraging. Kevin Herter also had a get, good game tonight. Yeah. Um, 21 points for him on 8 of 12, 5 of 9 from three. Some Some sexy-ass looking shots. And he was mic'd up tonight, too. We got to hear some things on the, the broadcast. Like I don't, what? What did he say? Like, there's something he came to the bench. I f- don't know what he was talking about exactly, but he was like, like bread and butter. Like bread he was like, and butter. This The Raptors are No. You son of a None, none of this happened. That would be cool. That was that. that was what that's what Kyle Draper was saying after the game. No, Dude, I'm kidding. No, okay, so people in our Discord were talking. Kyle was fired up tonight. He was huh? fired up. I loved it. Yeah. it. He was, you know, he's just he's passionate. And he was just like not happy with the loss. And you know, Kenny's just more like, oh, hey, it happens, whatever. And Kyle's like, no, it does not happen like that. It was it was good. I liked it. Uh, two people in the chat threw out some names, by the way, that I want to get to in a second. But you know what? I like that emotion from Kyle. Bring it out, especially when Kenny's kind of giving you like the chill. Like, yeah, yeah, man, these games happen. Yeah, like, yeah. If I didn't have a double double, I don't play well. Like Kenny's so chill all the time, right. right? Yeah, it's another game, man. You got another game tomorrow. A lot of players speak. Here's the difference. I think you the, the whole like these losses happen sometimes is so accurate. The problem is it's less acceptable when you're a team that like is trying to get somewhere. I can accept that when you're like the Bucks and it's like, yeah, we win a lot of games and we had a stinker tonight because it's a long season. We're still going to win 55 games or the Boston Celtics. Yeah, we lost to Orlando. That's a weird team this year. Shorthanded, like whatever. But they're going to bounce back for the Kings. It's like, no, like you need these games. They matter yeah. for your growth because you are more likely for this to turn into a theme where it's just like a bad day at the office for other teams. Exactly. That's a concern. Um, so I dig that passion from Drapes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. And that's why I think it's funny that yeah. uh, it was noticeable for people tonight. So that yeah. was great. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Okay. The two new names that people brought up in the chat, uh, Jared Vanderbilt. You know, I, I'm wondering what Utah's, how Utah's going to approach the trade deadline now. And I, I kept saying, you know, the last couple of months, I just don't envision them trading Vanderbilt. Right. He's under contract, but he's a guy that is kind of what the Kings need. He's long. He's going to get after it. Six, nine. Yeah. Long wingspan, mm-hmm. defender, rebounder. Yeah, why would Utah? You're, this is just yeah. in, the, in the thought process that they're going to like. So, yeah, but he's young and he makes little money. That's what it, I'm saying. NBA like, standards. why would you yes. Why would you do okay. that? No, yeah. and that's fair. That's fair. The other guy that was brought up by someone in the chat is someone we've also talked about before, Nas Reed. And that's someone that I feel like is Absolutely. more gettable. Like, I agree. Especially with where Minnesota's at. It's like they've got Cat. They've got. Go bear. They're stuck with those guys forever. And then you also have Kyle Anderson who could play some, you know, a power forward for them sometimes. Nas Reed can step out and hit a three. He gets after it a little bit. Is he that type of dog you need? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I like his game. I I think he'd be a a great addition. Where is his? So is he a free agent after this I think so season okay um I don't have all the details but um but yeah so okay so are you thinking trade deadline are you thinking off oh no no I'm thinking like trade deadline oh yeah yeah I'm I'm not trying to make some like crazy ass trade at the deadline I'm looking like okay can you get us like a Nas Reed can you get Hardenstein from New York? They're not using him right there. Right. This guy was a great passer. He showed his skills as a passer with I would, the Clippers. And he's got good size. And Tibbs is just using him like a traditional big. You know? Yeah. People an, mention Plumlee all the time. Yeah. I'm a Nas Reed fan. So I, I just think his size. Um, Plays hard. Has some girth. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm down for that. But. Yeah. Pirtle's getting mentioned in the chat. that He's a starting center. You know? Like I. You're gonna and you're you're gonna have to give up a lot for him. Yeah, yeah, and he he wants a lot of money too. The guys like I guess there there's some um, some report that said yeah maybe twenty million for him, and he's really good, but he's not really. You're not gonna put Sabonis at the four. So. No, 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 no. Uh, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you guys tonight. Honestly, talking about this. Just talking through this. Good, you made, feel better. I mean, I don't feel good, but no, it just but feels better. good to talk about. Do you guys in the chat feel better? I felt I I know good, after the game I was like I can't wait till night chat just because I felt like I needed 
this and to just talk through because I'm like, oh, it's not all that bad. It just yeah. didn't, it felt icky, but um, we're going to get through it. It'll be good. And we get to talk more in detail tomorrow and add some audio as well. Henry says, I'm drunk, so I feel good. Pa yeah. Todd Packer says, I feel even worse now. Okay. Well, and Cooper says, this is therapy. Well, you guys are literally the best. On the way out, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe. Also, if you don't know, we're doing a daily show on Sacktown Sports. Uh, check out the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. We're going to be live from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. We'll be doing that tomorrow. We love you guys, but we yes to go. Join us tomorrow at 11. We'll see you guys. See ya! Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.